you sitting there, you at home, you ain't doing shit, scratching your genitals, scratching your ass, smelling your underarm, smelling your own breath, let me hear just for a few seconds, right? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. The creation tools allow you to, you know, record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. You can use that same hand you scratch your ass with to go to Anchor and record. It'll distribute your podcast for you to a plethora of DSPs. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Go download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. What are you waiting for? Go. Right now. Get off the couch. Go to Anchor. Create a podcast. The world wants to hear what you have to say. Identity. The fact of being who or what a person or thing is. And identity will seem to be arrived at by the way in which the person faces and uses his experience. James Baldwin. We have to really educate ourselves in a way about who we are and what our real identity is. Deepak Chopra. See, everyone struggles with questions about their identity. Questions such as, who am I? And what do I want for my present self? And what do I want for my future self? Today, I'm covering identity. So think about this question and ask yourself this question. Who are you? And if you don't know who I am, I am Khalil Sneed, host of Trill Pill Podcast. Sit back, let that pill kick in, roll up some, and pull you up some. Relax. And let's start the show. To it, man. Identity. Who are you? Have you ever asked yourself that question? I know going into my adolescence, I asked that question a whole lot, just like a lot of us. A lot of us were trying to figure out who we really are. You know, uh, I grew up in South Dallas. It's a place where if you can make it out of there or make it, you know, or just make it. <laughs> then you successful, right? We had many people make it out of South Dallas and become big, you know, role models, people who actually, you know, moved and shifted society as we know today. So seeing that as a kid, it really just lets you know, like, I got the power to make shit happen. Why? Number one, because of God, but number two was, we from South Dallas. You know what I'm saying? It's a pride. It's a pride thing. 
You know, we put up South Dallas against any other hood from any other state. You know what I'm saying? So, having that pride going into my college years, it really defined me who I was because I didn't know how South Dallas I was until I left South Dallas. Like, you start noticing shit that you do or that you say or that you believe in, music that you listen to, you know what I'm saying? Uh, your slang, the way you talk, your walk, whatever it may be. And somebody else look at you like, nigga, <laughs> where the fuck they do that at? Inside Dallas, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Not all the shit, but, I, you know, it's a lot of it. You know, people who from South Dallas or from Oak Cliff or Pleasant Grove or Irving or Arlington or DeSoto, Duncanville, um, they know North Dallas, you know. All sides, Metroplex. No. They know. But people outside of that don't know, you know. When you go to college, when you're a freshman, I know for me it was very tribal. You you tend to hang out with the people that either you know from back home or people that you just from where you from. Like, I'm from Texas, so when I first got in, I linked up with a lot of people from Texas because that's all I knew. You know, of course, as you go through college and you experience different people from different people from different places, um, you you know you you get a feel for everybody and you just tend to fuck with you know everybody based off your standards and morals and they hold it up to them. Those people you hang out with, those your friends, those your you know you know your your, your homies and people you want to kick it with, regardless of where they're from. You know, but you always have your foundation in your neighborhood. You know, so, um, <laughs> you know, that being said, um, we'll go back to this article, other part of the article. How is identity formed? Identity formation involves three key tasks, discovering and developing one's potential, choosing one's purpose in life, finding opportunities to exercise that potential. And purpose. Identity is also influenced by parents and peers during childhood and experimentation in adolescence. You know, when you grow up in a place like South Dallas, you learn who you are real quick. For number one, people are not going to put up with you um, being a farce, being a phony, being a fake. Being a whole ass nigga or things of that nature, whatever you want to call them. People are not going to put up with that. You know, um, being from South Dallas is, is a very, you know, uh, you know, people like to keep it authentic, you know. So, people, you see somebody acting like something that you know they ain't, you know what I'm saying? This dude been A1 since day one in school, in books, but he decide he want to be a gangster at 21. South Dallas going to call it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're not going to let you stand on the blocks and the corners and go and go places and see people if you be in a phony because that means, nigga, we don't even know who you are. You don't even know who you are. You think you this, but you that, you know. You haven't proven in this field, you haven't proven nothing. People don't even know what you, you know what I'm saying? Like, people just start asking questions. People going to pull up your resume, whether it's on the street or whether it's not on the street or just in period. I'm not talking about street stuff, you know what I'm saying? I was never in the streets, you know. I tried. In middle school, I tried to hang out with, you know, street people and, do a street thing, but I found out that shit is just not for me, and that's all right, you know. Don't anybody tell you, you know, that's not all right. That's all right. You got to know. You got to know. <laughs> you just got to know, you know what I'm saying? That's not you, then why are you there? And if your friends are real friends, they will tell you, say, man, this ain't you. I had friends tell me, Sneed, it's not you. And I was like, 
All right, nigga. You right, man. So, shit, I'm going to get back to these books. Playing this ball, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of those dudes, man, they did what they did because they had to, not because they wanted to. So, because something was going wrong with them at home, daddy wasn't there. Mama had to work. Who going to raise me? How am I going to eat? Mama trying to make ends meet. Daddy trying to make ends meet. Granny trying to make ends meet. Checks ain't coming in fast enough they want to. Rent is due. Bills is due. Lights getting cut off. Gotta walk around the house with candles. Water getting cut off. Gotta, you know, some people had to do what they had to do. They had to scratch and scrape to survive in that area. So, um, people did what they had to do. Not because they wanted to. I don't really think nobody wants to be in the streets, it's either because they don't know no other way or because, hey, man, somehow the bills got to get paid and I got to get it the best way I see fit. And right now, you know, this is it. So they do it. And, you know, that's how their identity, you know, is formed through that. You know what I'm saying? And vice versa, you know. By my good friends telling me, hey, man, this ain't for you, cool. I was able to, you know, know that, okay, this ain't for me, but this is. So I stayed playing ball, stayed, you know, stayed in the books, you know, and did what I did there. Because by them being real friends and not luring me into a situation to be a foul guy or nothing like that, I, I respected that. So... They respected me, so I stayed in my field, and I stayed in theirs. And, you know, and I remain friends. Some still to this day. So, that built me. That let me know, like, okay, you can be from South Dallas and, and, and not just be a thug. You know what I'm saying? Or, or not even just be an athlete, a thug. You can be anything you want to be, an artist. You know, for this, some, you know, some through the arts, you know, music, dance, poetry, or just all types of literature. Anything you think of, you can make it. The culinary, you know, you can do it. So, things like that create your identity. Um, especially when you're younger and you know it, it helps you out and, and uh, shapes you molds you especially when people you have people that love you mold you in the right direction that's in a positive way but not everybody has um, a good environment around them and so they have to do what they have to do to survive and that you know harsh reality turns into a harsh mentality and that's their identity and vice versa. When you in school and you struggling in school and you want to go to a big school and you playing sports and not everybody, you know, you, you ain't the prototype of what they want. Nobody wants you. You know, not many people want you. You know what I'm saying? And you have to realize, hey, that's all right. Maybe it's not made for me to play ball anymore. Maybe football is not just the only thing that I can do. That mentality helped me in my identity and made me who I am today. So, I broke up my identity in three separate parts just for today. I didn't, it's, it's, it's so many branches that, you know, you can go down. I just put it into, you know, three separate parts. You know, so, um, first part, and get right into it. I just want to stop and say thank you, people who have been supporting me. This is new for me. I know it. You know, I know this shit sound like it's re recorded in a fucking uh, <laughs> kitchen basement. <laughs> but thank you for supporting me early on. I've been people that listen to this. Thank you very much. I highly appreciate it. it's something that's new for me. If you can't tell by now, I kinda. 
stuttered a little bit. So having the podcast where all I do is speak is a lot for me. So I don't talk a whole lot outside of this and to some other people uh, in my circle, friends and family. So this is a lot for me. It's a different for me. I'm stepping out of my boundaries. I'm stepping out of my box. So that being said, thank you for supporting me. Uh, feel free to give me feedback. Um, my Instagram is at TrillPillPod. And so any suggestions or any topics you would like me to talk about, send DM to TrillPillPod. No spaces. All right. No spaces. Just TrillPillPod. All right. Let's get into it. How has identity changed due to social media? As so much of the world has shifted online, discrepancies have emerged between one's virtual self and real self. People may cultivate their online avatar more and more carefully over time, and the virtual self can influence the perception of the real self. Therefore, it can be valuable to reflect on whether the virtual self is really all. Fenty. Hey man, say man, that's a lot right there. That is still from psychology today. Just to cite my sources, make sure you know I ain't copying shit. But it really was a good article. So you know, I was watching our social dilemma on Netflix. And uh it opened my eyes. I'm gonna watch it again, but the shit was crazy, right? Like, um you need to watch yourself. I'm not gonna be explaining this ain't no goddamn recap show but look go watch our social dilemma for yourself and come back here and then just give you some context but you know since the internet has came in man some people have really lost um view of their real self you know you have people with millions thousands of likes thinking that they're famous in real life some are and some grow to be but it can be a person that has shit. Let me say, twenty thousand followers, but you know, on the internet, on Instagram or Twitter or you know, Facebook, whatever you use, um, they seem like they're living a good life. They seem like they're, you know, living no worries, and they they they, they do whatever they want to, when they want to, how they want to. You know what I'm saying? And that that's for, for some people. That couldn't be further from the truth. So, watching um, our social dilemma really gave it. Re- it really gave you an insight on how it does affect one's identity. To some point, everybody that has a phone in their hand, computer in front of their face, TV in front of their face, or whatever, um, has been affected, especially in this era. You know, this is called the so you know, I think it's called the information age. So we get our information on a 24-hour uh, loop. You know, so um, but sometimes you you know you may lose sight of who you are. You know, you you get concerned with man. I posted a fly ass picture. I had the motherfucking J's on. I had the hair faded, man. You know what I'm saying? I had my motherfucking beard on tight. And you may only get like four or five likes. And be like, man, what the fuck, man? I'm fresh as fuck in this picture. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, for, for, for females, like, you know, she may have the titties propped up, camel toe out. Tights pulled up to a motherfucking neck, camel toe, poking, knees out, thighs out, ass out, arms out, whatever she got out, ass out, and she may only get like 10, 11 likes. Now, these days, it's never like that. I guarantee you, them motherfuckers probably get like thousands of likes because us men got to do better, um, so that's another type of another day, but... Um, yeah, so she feel like in her virtual life, like, shit, she popping. She got the ass out. Every time she gets, she, every time she shows some cheeks clapping or shows, you know, shows some coochie or whatever, some titties, a nipple or something like that, she gonna get millions and thousands or hundreds of 
followers and likes, but a lot of times, and sometimes, those don't amount to any type of currency, um, and sometimes they cause the woman um, to really lose sight of herself. She feel like she has to be a avatar of herself, even in real life. They become, they try to become their virtual selves. They um, make body modifications and things of that nature to try to make themselves seem like they are online. Um, on Our Social Dilemma on Netflix, there was a dude, he was part of the Snapchat team, and he was saying they had a meeting about you know, people getting facial reconstruction or some wild shit like that. Some crazy, off-the-wall, bogus shit. Um, to make themselves look like Snapchat filters. So that's how far people will go. You know? Because they feel like, well, shit, my virtual self is way more lit than my real self. And so instead of putting the energy and the time and, um, you know, uh, yeah, the energy and the time, enthusiasm and being their real self, they become this virtual person and they become very plastic they become very um weird to be around you know when you got somebody around you that's that's faking like they the shit and they ain't the shit it's like you know you can't you can't vouch for that when you got somebody who who um you know they on facebook saying i got big guns you know what i'm saying big guns big bullets putting niggas on their back sipping act and these niggas ain't doing half of what they think or what they say they are doing, you know, online. It's a problem. Sometimes people encourage the shit, you know. Sometimes being a rebel, you know, revolting is, uh, you know, it's exciting some people. You know, they get a thrill out of seeing, you know, oh, girl, get on there. Ass out, shaking. You know what I'm saying? All down the timeline. You know, every single workout chick that's in the gym, they working out. It don't matter what exercise they doing. They could be doing bench press. They going to have that camera right up that ass. You know what I'm saying? Squats, cameras, at that ass. All that shit is at that ass. Every exercise, curls. That shit got all front. They taking their curls from either the side or behind her. <laughs> like the shit, and you ask why? First, because first they know that that us men are gonna look at that shit. Second is because they know it gets some attention, and they know it gets them likes and followers, and it gets them popularity, and it gets them a status to do something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the uh, the goal is when you do shit like that, unless you already getting paid from, but still, after you you know. It's like what you know what I'm saying, like, um, but yeah, man. But things like that, um, it just—it's just a mixing pot full of bullshit in a virtual world that a lot of shit we ain't really doing. You know what I'm saying? Um, me personally, you know, I, I, you know, I post a meme or I post a picture, of me or you know what I'm saying, me and my jits or you know. Whatever. Um, I don't feel the need to lie or do anything because I've been raised to be myself. You know what I'm saying? I've been raised to always be authentic. So nobody can come to me and say at any time of my life that I wasn't being who I am now. Like, I'm just authentic. Of course, I've learned some things. I adapted. I've grown, but... At the base foundation, you know, they're going to say, man, you, you know, Khalil was always about what he was about. He ain't never try to do something he ain't, you know, want to do or got pressure into doing something he didn't want to do or whatever. And they're going to say, you know, he's real. He's true. He's authentic. You know, I feel like a, a part of that is um, something I hang my hat on. It's something that I teach my kids, you know, don't worry about who you are on. Social media, that shit ain't, it's whatever. Everybody shows the highlight tapes. If you ever play sports, you ever play football, 
and you had a, you know, you, you, you have a good game. But, you know, they show all your highlights. You done had 12 tackles. You done did the fool. Smack the nigga on the sideline, knock the helmet off. You done did the fool. They're going to show you all your highlights. And they're going to show you your lowlights. They're going to show you when you got pancake. They're going to show you when you got knocked off your motherfucking uh, feet. <laughs> you know? But everybody on social media has the uh, authority to post all of their highlights. So you never see the hard times. So it puts on a facade as if a person is not living through a struggle. They're not struggling. They're always happy all the time. Never mad. Never sad. Always, always sunny. Never rainy. It's always smiles, hallmark cards, giggles, and wiggles. And then, like I said before, that couldn't be further from the truth. You know, so make sure that you put an immense amount of work into yourself. I'm in the process of doing more of that. Um, you know, nobody has it all figured out, but, you know, it, the minute that you stop trying to work on yourself to better yourself is the moment that you die. So I'm not trying to die. I ain't trying to go see mama yet she told me to hold it down down here i got plenty to go and i said all right baby so hey mama said i got plenty to go so i got plenty to go so i gotta take care of myself you know my dad told me to take care of myself you got plenty more to go so there's no sense of wasting my time on here just because you're going through something traumatic feel your feels I'm not saying don't you know, hide your emotions. Don't do that. What I'm saying is at some point you have to gather yourself and be like, all right, this shit about to end. I got to get my shit back together. I'll get my shit together. You know, however you get there, it don't matter. Just get there and go from there. Because, you know, you're going to go through things in life where you always have to adapt. So never be afraid of change. Lean into it. Walk into it. Run into it. I guarantee you, it's gonna help you. It's gonna, it's, it's, it's gonna help you a whole lot. And that's something that I'm learning. So, as I'm learning it, I'm telling you, you know. So, that's important to me. So, I'm gonna go into this next one. Alright. Going into this next bullet is sexual and gender identity. First, Let's go through sexual identity. Sexual identity is how one thinks of oneself in terms of to whom one is romantically or sexually attracted to. Sexual identity may also refer to sexual orientation identity, which is when people identify or disidentify with the sexual orientation or choose not to identify with the sexual Orientation. I know there's a lot of repeated words. Just hang with me, though. Hang with me. I couldn't find a better definition, so <laughs> hang with me. You know what I'm saying? Um, today, we have um, a overwhelming number of people who want to fight for rights, right? Um, not all of it's racial. Um some of its, you know, sexual identity or gender identity. You know, people are tired of the social constructs and feel like they are beyond that. And that's their choice and they're going to ride for their choice. And um, there's no problem with that. Because at the end of the day, we all want to be accepted, you know, Nobody should um, do harm or talk down on anybody who I, you know, I identifies with something other than what you identify with. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, we shouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? That's not what we put on earth to do. We're not the judge of anybody or anything. So, for us to be trying to determine and fuck with nature or just, um, you know, react in a brutally dishonest way towards people who share differences. 
ridiculous. Now, going to get into gender identity. Your gender identity is how you identify and present yourself. For example, as a boy or a man, or as a girl or a woman, gender isn't about whether you were born with a penis or vagina, but how you feel about yourself. Some people are transgender, which means their gender identity that doesn't align with their biological sex. Um, yeah. Think about people identifying in general. You know, these two kind of go hand in hand, so I'm combining these two. I have them separate, but they got to go hand in hand. So, um, we just, you know, recently um, heard about the story of Zion Wade. So, I wanted to leave like <laughs> Sunday, Monday, something like that. You know what I'm saying? You know, I ain't definitely want to leave, you know, but all of a sudden, you know, my brother was like, hey, you know, I got to take you, you know, take you back today, whatever. So I was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I didn't fight it, you know. I knew it was hard for him. I could see it on his face. It was difficult because he knew too, you know. We, we sink in like that. We seen it, you know, we can say a whole lot to each other without saying words. That's how much, you know, me and brother sink in. So, especially about our mama. So, we kind of know. Um, hmm. Got all the stuff packed. Me, my brother, my niece. Nephew, my girlfriend at the time, my married for life brother, um, and my oldest. Everybody's in the car. Everybody's in the truck. I go down the driveway. Um, you know, I go down the driveway. I stop at the truck. Turn back around and say, hold on, man. I, I got to go back and get, you know. I went back into the house. She was standing in the kitchen with her arms out like she knew. I'm coming back. Gave her a hug. Gave her a hug. Um, yeah. Back to school. So, that being said, man, made me to get off. Uh, choked up and shit, but hey, you know, she is real, man. You, you know. Just does. So, Um, stage four. Stage four is depression, right? So this kind of ties in with the bargaining process. It kind of like uh, <laughs> it kind of meshes in at that point. Like that shit just gets sad, man. Shit just get dark. You just feel like not giving a fuck about nothing. Cause you you know, like I said, it's like you standing still and. Everything else around you is, is a motherfucking carousel, so it's like you living in two worlds. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you know, you you looking at everybody, you know, uh, be happy and you know, you know, you know how it is. Shit. Ah, okay. All right, we're good. All right, <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying. Uh, you know, you 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 just try to run from it. You know, um, 
the anger in the bargaining stage can feel very active, but you know the the uh, depression part of it, it's like a quiet stage of grief. It's very quiet. It's subtle. You know what I'm saying? You don't really feel it like that. And you just don't feel. You're gonna be sitting somewhere, staring off in the fucking space, or just having going through your day in a bad mood, going through your week in a bad mood, going through your year in a bad mood. Two years. You know, you ain't gonna notice it. It's kind of like something you gotta snap out of. It's also something that you can snap back into if you don't be careful, if you don't take care of yourself. You know, at a certain extent, you know, we all have our vices and things that we do to try to numb the pain, but if you don't get the real work, then that's only gonna harm you even more. So you always gotta. Pick your shit up and keep going. Which is easier said than done. That's why I don't recommend you going through shit like this by yourself. But some people do. Some people do. And this is for them. But life is fucking hard, man. <laughs> well, you know it's not. Life is hard and it's random as fuck. So get ready. Buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, uh... <laughs> Shit. Enjoy the ride as much as you can. This ride called life. This shit ain't it ain't meant to be fair. It ain't meant to be, you know, whatever. It's meant to be learned from and listened to. You know? Uh so you may choose to uh, isolate yourself from others, right? In order to fully cope. You know. Uh, that's what I do. Sometimes. Especially going through shit like. You know. Uh, a loss of a loved one. Or a. Uh, divorce. Shit like that. Like. This shit is just. Whack as fuck. You don't feel like being outside. Being seen by people. You feel like fuck them. You know. I go out. They get whatever I need. I make one trip, <laughs> buy a gang of shit, and, and I'm in the house. Don't want to be outside. Don't want to be around you niggas. Don't want to be, you know, unless I have to, unless I have to go to work or shit like that. I don't want to be around nobody, man. You know, uh, you know, I learned how much I don't like people with this shit. And I don't really want to be around people because people act stupid. Not even that, it's just you and your own mind, so people ain't, you know, they ain't gonna feel you. You know what I'm saying? They ain't gonna feel you, so. Uh, neither do you have time to explain all this shit, so you, I, me personally, I just keep to myself. You know, it doesn't mean uh, that depression is easy or well-defined, you know what I'm saying? Like other stages of grief, depression can be difficult and messy. It can also feel very overwhelming. And you may feel foggy, heavy, confused. All of it combined It's gonna be a fucking... Depression cocktail, you're going to feel all of it at the same time. It's going to hit you like a ton of fucking acne bricks. Like like you Wiley Coyote or something. You know what I'm saying? How them bricks used to hit Wiley Coyote when he was, you know, trying to chase the road runner. Big ass acne anvils and shit. That's how his depression going to hit you. It's going to smack the fuck out you. And you got, you know what I'm saying? You got, and it ain't no being prepared for. You just got to prepare to handle it. And know how to, you know what I'm saying? In my opinion, you know. Uh, allergies. Okay. Um, so, depression may feel like the inevitable landing point of any loss. However, if you feel stuck here, right, and you can't seem to move past the stage of grief, you should get a mental health expert. A therapist can help you with, you know, a therapist can do a lot for you. A therapist. I've had three so far. Right now, I have one. I go to therapy every Tuesday. Um, it helps. It helps. It, it may not seem like it, but it helps, and it's worth it, right? And there are services out here to get you that if you don't have the means. You know, sometimes that can be very expensive. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, but there are means out here. All you gotta do is reach out. You got your fucking phone in your hand, and you know you you're going through some shit, man. 
reach out. If you don't want to call no therapist, man, call somebody. Somebody that you trust, somebody that uh, you, you trust with um, important information and trust with uh, your feelings, your emotions. Somebody that you know, a shoulder to lean on, you know. And if you don't have that someone, go get your, you know, a therapist, man. It helps out a lot, trust me. Better than sitting at home and drinking yourself to a fucking I believe in you. Smoking yourself to a I believe in you. You know, popping pills until you pass the fuck out, hoping you wake up. You know, you don't been there before. Let's not do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's not do that. Let's fight through it. You know. Let's fight through it. Let's let's live for the people that we lost in in honor. You know. So, examples of that, or or the breakup or divorce, is like you know, why are we going at all? Like, why even? You know what I'm saying? Like, as of right now, I'm not interested in doing no dating, no nothing. And I don't know how long this shit gonna last, but I know for a fact I'm never getting married again. I know for a fact I'm not gonna be in a long term relationship again. Uh, like I said, I say that now, but I really mean that shit because I don't, I feel like I, I, I don't have the time to do that. I have the time to focus on myself and make sure my kids are taken care of. That's what time it is, you know. It's not about me anymore. You know, it's about what can I do for my kids and put them up in a better position so they can make it. All the other shit, it takes away from them. It's not conducive to the type of lifestyle that I want to live, so. You know, that's how I feel about it. Um, job loss, you know, I don't know how to go forward from here. You know, you lose a good job. Hey, man, that job had benefits, 401k. <laughs> Best health ever. Good pay, time off. And they let you go. you like, fuck, they were, man, they were paying good too. Paid it, you know, got paid every week. Big checks. You were stashing it, saving or to keep it real, you were spending. And now you lost that job. You ain't prepared for it. So now you like, fuck, fuck it, my God. I can't go over here. So. And with the death of a loved one, it's like, you know, who am I without her? You know, that's how I felt a whole lot. My mother and my grandmother like, damn, who am I without them here? I can't just call them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't just, uh... I can't just call my mama no more to just say, hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, what you eating on? What you cooking? Can you send me, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. I can't, I can't do it no more. I can't call my granny and talk about, hey, how your day was? Ask her questions about, you know, how things were, questions about life. and I can't do that anymore, you know, and I miss that. That's a part of it, though. Um, and a terminal illness diagnosis is, you know, a person realizing that they're going to die, you know. And to be honest, I remember, I think about my mother, right, and how she was on her last days. She lived them. <laughs> she wasn't, yeah, don't get me wrong, I'm pretty sure she she was sad and Things like that, but she was more worried about me, my brother, you know, the kids, you know what I'm saying? My dad more than worried about her. Like she was worried about us. You know what I'm saying? Like she she wasn't worried about, you know, like, oh I'm gonna pass away and this she worried about us. She wasn't worried about dying. Like, all right, cool. I done did my thing here on earth. I done put it in all 10. Now it's time for you to go. Get to a higher place. You know? But I miss y'all. Because what y'all want <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because my mama, we depended on her for a whole lot. That we didn't even realize. She was... If we were the engine, Right? We were the big, massive machine parts, you know, the men, and we made shit go, but she was the fuel. Without her, we 
spread it out. Shit, with her, we well or machine. And without her, it kind of, like, damn, like, we... We ain't changed the oil in it, you know. <laughs> we ain't changed the oil in, it, in a few months, uh, you know, shit like that. So, that's how it is, man. All right, we almost through this thing. Shit. The last and final one. Acceptance. Acceptance is not necessarily a happy or uplifting stage of grief. It doesn't mean that you've moved past the grief or loss. It does, however, mean that um, you've accepted it and have come to the understanding of what it means in your life now. What does that mean in your life now? I had to accept my mother and my grandmother passing away. When my mother passed away in 2012, I was in the middle of school. After she passed away, I didn't give a fuck about school. I feel like, why in the fuck am I in Langston, Oklahoma? Why in the fuck am I in Oklahoma? Why the fuck am I even on Earth? Why the fuck am I here? Uh, think having thoughts of taking my life just to be with my mother. Uh, all the things that kind of flow through my brain. Um, so, I had to accept it. I had a conversation with my brother. And we were, you know, through these times, we, you know, we, man, been through a whole lot. So, he said something like, hey, in order for us to grow, mama had to pass away. She handicapped us a whole lot. You know, we had to grow. And at first, I didn't know what to say. I'm like, man, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I was like, man, you sure? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, I was like, man, I don't know, bro. Like, this shit right here, man, hold up. You know, this shit right here, man, this shit kind of hurt different. Like, I don't give a fuck about none of this shit. When I say none of this shit, I mean none of this shit. Like, it made me question everything about it. It made me question my faith in God. It made me question my identity. You know what I'm saying? It made me question the things that I would normally even fucking thought about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had to go and... um Seek help myself. It wasn't nobody has to do it for me no more. Mama's gone. Mama's gone. So although, what is this? Messages are telling me how sorry the cowboys are. Okay, okay, man, you get smoked. Anyway, <laughs> talk about real shit right here. Oh, uh, anyway, um, anyway, man, uh, shit, you know. Although I would love to have her here, I would her I would love for her to see her grandkids grow, you know, um, my kids, my brother's kids, and grow into these, you know, beautiful children, these beautiful, like smart, like her 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 imprint, like her mark is on every single one of them. It's fucking insane, you know, from my brother's son and his daughter. To my son and my two daughters, the imprint is there. They they do things that mama used to do. And it's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? I, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's something different, man. It's something different. You know, this death, this this grieving shit will either make you a believer or it'll make you say fuck it. Either way. It, you know what I'm saying? It'll give you the strength for it. It'll cause you to fail. You gotta know how to handle this shit, man. You cannot be out here as an adult, not trying to handle your emotions. You got to. I know it's hard. Trust me. Trust me. I've been there. I've been there. When people trip me up and they say, man, I done, you know, I lost my mind. Oh, nigga, you ain't lost your mind. Nigga. You ain't been there. Some people have, like, and you know when you're there. Like, I knew at a point where I was like, hold on, man, this shit getting too dark. I'm getting too dark with my thoughts. I'm letting my shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 it's letting your mind go places and, 
you know, it's a devil's playground. Uh, you know, that's what an out of mind is. I believe in that. Because I wasn't thinking, with nothing, nothing on my mind, like, I did some things that I totally despise. Totally despise. Things that I regret. You know, things that may have affected relationships and careers and things like that, you know. But I also had to learn to live with that because I, I can't run from the thing that I fucked up with. The only thing I can do is is, is, is go back, ask for, you know, um, forgiveness, and be accountable, and work to get better. Fuck staying there. We're not trying to stay there. We trying to get better, man. That's that's what this whole podcast is about. You know what I'm saying? A piece of it. You know, there's other parts in it that I may do. You know, uh, in the future, it may be more funny or whatever. But you know, I don't hit on the serious shit. I don't give a fuck about none of the other shit that's going on. It's irrelevant. But this shit right here is relevant to everybody. Everybody go through this shit. You may not even know you're going through it until you go through it. You know. When I see my my brothers and my sisters out there and they losing children and losing family, you know, losing brothers and sisters and mamas and daddies, I have, I feel like I have an obligation to send my love their way, to send my condolences their way off top. A lot of times I don't even do it on the page. I, I do it like in the message because I want to let that person know to them directly like, hey, it's going to be all right, you know. I want to let somebody know that, hey, you ain't by yourself. You know, you're not by yourself. I know it's cool to try to hide and, and, and do whatever, but you're not by yourself. You know, thank God that you're here. Thank God that you want to be here, you know. I'll talk myself off of some ledges. I've talked some people off of some ledges, you know. The Everything that I'm giving back to people that I care about, I fuck with, you know what I'm saying, my associates, my friends, whatever, you know, it, you'll know when I don't give a fuck about you, right? If I do, um, when, somebody, when you, you know, voice that you're going through something, man, I'm trying to send you, I'm trying to flood you with, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, with, with, with everything that people flooded me with. And at first, it's going to be annoying as fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what it is. But, hey, man, trust me, it's better to have it than not. If somebody that didn't have that, that jump off that bridge, that killed, you know, that shot themselves, cut their wrist, jumped out on the highway in front of a Mack truck, all type of shit, hang themselves. So, although it, it may be annoying, I think it's a good problem to have, especially if, you know, showing that people have support for you. So, to carry on, you know, um, you may feel different, you know. It's going to be, you know, and that's, entire, that, that's, that's expected, you know. You, you know, you've had a major change in your life, and, and that change is, you know, it's happening, and it, it, it's going to upend the way that you feel about a lot of things. Um, look to acceptance as a way to see that there may be more good days than bad. And it's still, like I said, hey, it's going to be them bad days. And that's all right. You know, it's going to be some bad days. And that's okay. You know, accept that. Every day ain't going to be smiles, Hallmark cards. Uh, well, yeah, it's going to be some days it's going to be shitty. You understand me? When the funeral of my mother, it rained hard as fuck. It was a shitty ass day. Probably the worst fucking day in my fucking life. You understand? Uh, when I lost my grandmother, it was a bad day. Like, it wasn't. I was going through the motions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Like,. I Man, I was there, but I wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at everybody else like, like, how the fuck y'all just he he in and haw haw in and 
what the fuck going on? Like, you understand what we just lost? You know, we just lost that one. That one who set the standard. That one who taught us to know our history. That one who taught us our history. That one, that one person that helped, that was the glue to all this shit. That's how I feel. You know, um, that's just the way the biscuit crumples sometimes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, a few stages of acceptance. You know, breakup, you know, when you're going through a breakup and divorce and you accept it, you know what I'm saying? You sit there like, you know what? Maybe this was the best thing, you know. As I go through the stages of this, I'm going I, I, I'm going through, back and forth through this stage myself because at this point, I'm like, you know, if if this what, you know, if, if, if this is what I'm going to make you happy, then that's all I want to see. Because especially when you get into a long-term relationship, that person... It's a lot more than just a, a spouse or a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever, you know. It's your friend. So, ultimately, you want to see your friends happy, you know. This is just, just a friend that you just so happen fell in love with, you know. Had kids with, you know. Enjoy. So, if she's happy or he's happy or whoever your loved one is, if they're happy, you should be happy too. It's time to move on. You know? That period of time is gone now. You can't go and get that back. It maybe was some things that you probably could have did better. It was some things that they could have did better. But all in all, if everybody at the end is happy, happy as can be possible, you got to roll with that. And you got to be happy too. You got to find your happiness. You are responsible for finding your own happiness. Nobody else is responsible for you. Not your spouse, your mama, your daddy, your brother, your, your kids, your granny, whatever. You are responsible for your happiness. Um, a job loss. You know, when you lose a job, you accept it like, man, I'm about to go, you know. It, 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 acceptance breeds creativity it breeds um it 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 gives you a hunger to go seek something better or, or go and figure shit out you know what i'm saying i said i grew up in south dallas so i've seen a lot of grieving well we all have but in south dallas it's a little different you know um, but it breeds the hunger and people don't want to get out and go do something. Get out and go make something of themselves. You know what I'm saying? It makes them want to get out there and go get it. And not be afraid. Because that fear is already gone. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, a lot of times, you, you be scared when you got that person that you love. But once they go, it's like, well, and be scared of them no more. Like, they gone, so you got to go out there and get it yourself. You know, and, and I'm going to wrap this up. You know, last one is, you know, death of loved one. Being fortunate to have that person so many years. And people who were dealing with terminal illness, I had the opportunity. They had the opportunity to, you know. Tie things up and make sure that they get done what they need to get done. And these final weeks and months, they come to a time like, hey, it's going to happen. So they just did deal with it and they and they prepare and they move on. They accept it, you know. And in conclusion, I just want to tell you that I love you. Whoever listens to this podcast, you know, I love you. Uh, you're not alone, man. You know, so you're not alone, sis. You know. You're not alone. We go through these things. They happen. We get over it, and we get better.
give a damn if you lost your dog. You get over it, you get better. What you gonna do now? You gonna sit there complaining about shit, complaining about how somebody treating you wrong, or you know, complaining to God, and you just pointing fingers left and right. You pointing to everybody except for your motherfucking self. Point to yourself and ask yourself, what you gonna do? What we gonna do? That's why I ask myself. I'm a Gemini, so I talk to my both sides. What we gonna do, bro? This happened, this happened. Well, we gotta make it happen. <laughs> yeah. It may sound crazy, but whatever. That's how, that's how I talk to myself. But realize that, that you're not by yourself, man. You're not by yourself. It's people that can help you. Go and seek help. Don't do it by yourself. I've been there. I've been ready to take my life. You understand? You don't get no darker than that. You don't get no deeper than that. So if I can fight back from that and still be fighting back through whatever the fuck I'm going through in life, then you can too. And you going to. And we going to. Because we got places to go, people to see, and most of all, money to make and people to make proud. And this is the Trill Pill Podcast. And you just got your weekly prescription. Love y'all. Keep it true. Take care of yourself.